5.39 a.m. I just drove an hour to get out here to our business, to our community, because we had a power outage and uh, a report that there may have been a fire, the smell of something burning. I share that little quick story and everything's fine, but I share the 5.39 a.m. out here because that's the game of entrepreneurship for those of you guys who are trying to buy a business. You don't just buy the cash flow, you buy the headaches. Hey, it's Jason Rogers here, and in this video, I wanna to talk to you about what it's like to manage a seven-figure business. In the last video, I talked about how I was able to buy a seven-figure business at the age of 27. You can check out that video if you wanna hear the story. But in this video, I wanna to talk to you about what is it like to manage a seven-figure business? What's the reality of the pros and cons of living that lifestyle? So let's dive right in. First of all, I'll be very blunt in saying, it's certainly no walk in the park. Those first couple of months of running a seven-figure business, especially when you don't have any experience doing something like that before, it's stressful. It's stressful to basically figure it out on the fly. Yes, you can read books. Yes, you can learn from mentors. Yes, you can ask questions. But the only real way to learn how to run a seven-figure business, especially when you've bought the business as opposed to having grown it, is to just throw yourself full on into the deep end of the pool, it's baptism by fire. And again, that's been a fairly stressful process. Nothing I wasn't expecting, nothing I couldn't personally handle, but certainly not a cakewalk, right? Having a large debt payment every single month. Obviously, there's some, some stress associated with that. Going to bed at night knowing that if a lawsuit happens, it's on your shoulders. There's some stress associated with that. Yes, there are things you can do to reduce your, your liability and your risk. There are things you can do to you know, ensure that the debt payment hopefully gets paid every single month. Things you can do to ensure that the sales and the revenue keeps coming in so that everything is gravy and, and above board. right? But again, that fundamental shift of going from living your life and having normal person responsibilities, if you will, to having the responsibility of ensuring the seven-figure business that you've now purchased and that you need to keep afloat, obviously, and, and you have a debt payment associated with it, there's another level of, of responsibility that, that's associated with that. And I cannot say enough that running and managing and operating a business, it's not for everyone. It just isn't. Now, obviously, there's pros associated with, with running a seven-figure business. Even though I used considerable leverage to, to make the business acquisition that we're discussing here, it's still quite profitable. It's, it's definitely opened me up to new opportunities, right? There's the cash flow that comes in every single month from the business. There's also every time you make a payment for your mortgage, you're building more equity into the business, so your net worth is in, is in a sense growing on two different fronts simultaneously, right? There's the cash flow element, you're, you're, you're obviously stacking cash, if you will, uh, but then there's also the, the principal pay down, and that's increasing your equity stake into the business as well. So, so obviously, there's the net worth aspect that's, that's very interesting. Likewise, I would say to you that now, having done this for seven-figure acquisition, there's an, a new level of credibility, for better or for worse, like it or not, business brokers, for example, other investors, uh, my own board, my own team, there's a certain newfound level of credibility that has come with having completed that acquisition, and obviously that's a pro, right? That's something that I can now use and, if you will, leverage to potentially make other acquisitions and to give myself other opportunities in the marketplace. I, I can't say it enough. I'm this, I was the same guy on August 8th of 2019 as I was on August 9th, but 
That's not really how the marketplace treated me. By the way, August 9th was the date uh, of, of when I closed the first seven-figure acquisition, the one we're talking about, you know, the, talking about running here. So that's been nice. You know, it's nice now when I talk to brokers for them to assume, yeah, well, hey, you, you, did a, you did a deal here earlier this year, right? Well, yeah, I did. Okay, great, you know, let's talk about how, you can, how we can do another deal together, right? They don't dig into my finances anymore. They don't ask me 44 questions. They don't, you know, necessarily, they don't necessarily assume the worst from me. Now, suddenly they assume the best or, or a lot closer to that end of the spectrum, right? Likewise, I can say that it's been nice, candidly, to quote unquote, silence the doubters you know, there were individuals that were close to me that were very, very, very skeptical when I started on this process. I basically announced back in November of 2018 that I was gonna go buy a manufactured housing community, that I was gonna buy hopefully a seven-figure business. And yes, there was plenty of skepticism. And it's been nice to silence that, not just to prove people wrong, though don't get me wrong, I have that competitive side of me that wants to prove every single person wrong. That's real, that's just the truth about me. I don't know if that's how you operate, but it is a part of how I operate. But also, candidly, it's just been nice to remove the uncertainty in certain family members because there were family members that were really worried about me. They really thought I was gonna fail and fall on my face and, and have a big problem in my personal life. And so to be able to get that deal done and to now be operating and managing the seven-figure acquisition, and now it's been about four months since we did that acquisition, and it's going well, and we're making our debt payments quite easily, and we're making our investor payout no problem, and we're still making plenty of money on the side, and, and now we've brought on a third-party management to help you know take me out of the day-to-day -day operation so that I can actually potentially focus on doing more deals, right? It's given my family the ability to feel like, hey, do you know what, Jason, do you know what? It was audacious, it might have not been what I would have done, it might not have been the path I would have taken, but you know what, it, it's working for them. So it's nice for my loved ones in my family to no longer be worried about me because at about this time last year and about six months ago, they were very worried about whether or not I was crazy or not. So it's nice to put those, those uh, fears to rest. Likewise, I would say that the other opportunities that have come from doing this kind of deal, other investment opportunities that have come, newfound deal flow. I have deal flow that comes across my desk all the time. I have individuals who wanna pay me considerable amounts of money for me to guide them through the process of potentially making an acquisition themselves, to, to potentially work on a consulting basis, to help them you know, talk about financing strategies or, or deal structuring strategies. You know, Obviously, those types of perks are all quite interesting. I would say the deal flow that comes into my desk is actually the best because for me, my main way of, of growing my net worth is from doing deal Deals, it's not by helping other people do deals. So I love the deal flow that comes in now. Suddenly, brokers and individuals I know, and just random individuals, you know, admittedly building a, an online presence has helped those those deal flow opportunities come in as well. But but that's been a true blessing and, and something that's been very very nice, very delightful. But I, I really can't overstate it enough that it's not all sunshine and roses when it comes to managing a business, especially a business of some size, and especially when that business of considerable size, or at least, you know, and it, look, there's eight, nine, and 10 figure businesses. So honestly, the seven figure business I'm running, it's it's nowhere near the size of what my ambitions are, and it's nowhere near as complicated as, as certain entrepreneurs. I mean, look, my life compared to Jeff Bezos's life is about one millionth as complicated, right? I mean, 
Jeff Bezos' life obviously being a more complicated one, or at least certainly it was when he was coming up. Now maybe as a multi, multi, multi-billionaire, it might be a little more simple, but still, he has big problems, I can guarantee you that. My problems don't compare. I want my problems to compare because I wanna get into much bigger deals in the next in the next decade, to say the least, but it still comes with stress, it still comes with uncertainty, and it comes with very, very long hours. In part, that's self-imposed. Candidly, if I wanted to kick my feet up now at this point, especially since I bought a manufactured housing community, they're not super complicated to run. If I wanted to live quite a passive lifestyle, candidly, if I wanted to go back to Columbia and maybe come back every other month and check in, I probably could. In fact, I, I could, but that's just not how I'm wired. I wanna continue on and push on and, and do other deals and, and make more money for myself and for my team and for, for everybody that's really associated with what I'm up to. Obviously, I want to make sure that our existing acquisition is being run correctly. So, you know, I'm living, you know, 45 minutes away from the acquisition target itself. So I'm a guy that's all in committed working seven days a week. And to me, that's the only way to play the entrepreneurship game. That's just a personal opinion. You may or may not agree with that. You know, there's the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss and other works and, and books and seminars and, and different schools of thought about entrepreneurship as far as how you can go about it. And look, there are people trying to help others, you know, have simple lifestyle friendly businesses. That's not how I work. And I would say to you that that's probably not the type of mindset I would recommend having if you're gonna try to make a seven figure business acquisition and beyond and go into even bigger deals potentially. I would say to you that you should be ready to work 24 seven, 365. And I know that's not a sexy thing to hear perhaps, but what you can do from grinding is pretty crazy, right? You can build a lot of wealth in a short amount of time if you go all in, optimize revenues, optimize your business, make acquisitions happen, grow top line revenue, make acquisitions happen, optimize your business, create standard operating procedures, create scale. There's just so much opportunity, but opportunity knocks on the door of those who have, who've really earned it, right? Opportunity doesn't just you know slide down the chimney like Santa Claus, this mythical obviously creature that, that doesn't even exist, right? In the real world, those who work for it tend to get it. I'm a huge believer in that. So for me, running a seven-figure business is about working seven days a week. It's about working 14-hour days. It's about spending six hours to work on, on the current acquisition and then six hours to think about you know, subsequent acquisitions and then maybe another four hours working on building my personal brand so that opportunities continue to come across my desk in greater volume in the future, right? It's just about nonstop hustle and that's the reality of the situation and I think it's something that many individuals in my age cohort, the millennial cohort, and, and candidly every other cohort often are not that interested in, right? It's why would I wanna work 18 hours a day, six days a week and then work another 12 hours on Sunday? I want a lifestyle. And for me, the justification is I'm 28 right now. By the time I'm 38, I should be able to have a ton of lifestyle for the next 50 some odd years if I do these next 10 years correctly. And so that's, that's a big risk though. I'm literally risking my life, not my life like I'm gonna die tomorrow, but I'm risking years of my life assuming that I can be super successful and then I can quote unquote kick my feet up from say age 38 to however long I live, right? And that's a risk I'm personally taking. I don't believe that's how most people will want to live their life. It's probably not something that 98% that of the population should really do unless if you're wired in that way. But I'm wired in that way, right? Love it or hate it, I have those genes. I've learned to embrace that side of myself and to double down on it. So I guess I will leave you with, with the question of, do you feel like you have that wiring, that mindset, that disposition 
to just want to go all in and get super intense and to create a ton of wealth and to just go super intense into, into your career and to double down and to take risks and to face uncertainty in exchange for potentially creating a ton of wealth that's completely not guaranteed, that's entirely based on your own performance. And candidly, some luck. For some people, they say, absolutely, that's how I feel. But other people say, no way, I'll take the cushy job that pays me $87,000 a year, I'll get up at seven, I'll be home by 6 p.m., you know, I'll have my, my nights, I'll have my weekends, that's for me. And look, either way is cool. But if you are interested in making business acquisitions, if you want the intensity and the stress and the opportunity that comes with running a business, and if you wanna buy businesses, then by all means, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Thumbs up this video because it really helps me keep creating videos like this for you. Share in your comments below, what would you like me to talk about next? And then for those of you who've been watching my videos for a while, if you haven't yet followed me on Instagram, I share a bunch of, a bunch of behind the scenes content and exclusive nuggets of gold, if you will, that you'll only really see on Instagram. So follow me there. And then with that, I'm out. I'll talk to you in the next video. Hey, one last thing I wanted to share with you, and that is, this is kind of a pro and a con. There will be newfound individuals that enter your life, and this can be a blessing and a curse. There will be people that enter your life that, as I think I shared earlier in the video, can give you incredible opportunities that you would have never have, have had before, but there can also be people that enter your life that may actually be wanting to take advantage of you, or they may not be truthful and candid in what their real intentions are for connecting with you. Likewise, on the dating side of things, look, you will get newfound attention. At least I've noticed that, that I've received newfound attention and that can be a good or a bad thing, right? Sometimes maybe the attention that I'm getting, it's from uh, ladies that, that maybe want what's in my back pocket as opposed to, uh, you know, they're, they're, they may be more interested in my wallet per se than they would be uh, interested in my personality. Now, I'm not saying that's all women and I'm not saying that that's something that's always going to happen, but I'm just saying that it's kind of a pro and a con. Look, you may have newfound dating opportunities. Not all those dating opportunities may be the most authentic. You may have newfound opportunities to, con to connect uh, with people of, of greater influence. And not all of those individuals who have that greater influence will truly want what's best for you, though some of them will, right? And some of the dating opportunities that may come as a result of you having some, some, some level of success may be incredible dating opportunities. So it's, it's a pro and a con. It's something to be wary of, but it's also something to embrace. So I just wanted to share that. And now we can end the video. Hey, it's Jason Rogers. Thank you so much for watching the video. Be sure to subscribe, thumbs up the video, and for more, go to jasonpaulrogers.com.